Welcome back to the channel, Carnthology fans. On this episode of Carnthology for the Magic the Gathering series, we'll be taking a look at the next expansion in the franchise. This set came after the first large set of the block known as Mirrodin, and with the last video of Mirrodin, it was voiced by none other than John Dunning from the channel They Said We Said. So, after this video, make sure you check out the Mirrodin episode and also check out the channel They Said We Said for more of John's awesome voice work. So, without further delay, let's go over the expansion set known as Dark Steel. Dark Steel was released on February 6th of the year 2004. It was the 31st true expansion of the franchise and was the first small expansion of the Mirrodin block. It was designed and developed by Bill Rose, Tyler Bielman, Brian Schneider, Mark Rosewater, Henry Stern, and Brandon Bosey, with Jeremy Cranford being the art director of the set. The symbol of the set was the Shield of Cauldra. Dark Steel had a total of 165 cards, which consisted of 55 commons, 55 uncommons, and 55 rares. It was sold in 15 card booster packs that featured the artwork of Eater of Days, Arcbound Ravager, and Shield of Cauldra, was sold in fat packs, had the novel The Dark Steel Eye released alongside this expansion, and also had four theme decks, which were the Mono Red Master Blaster deck, the Mono Black Mind Swarm deck, the Mono Blue Transference deck, and the White and Green Swarm and Slam deck. This expansion was notable for being an extremely powerful tournament set, with some of the cards being banned almost immediately in multiple formats at the time. Cards that were not banned immediately were heavily used with some of the cards still being used to this day. When it came to the themes and mechanics, Darksteel continued the artifact theme that was introduced in Mirrodin along with the inclusion of the indestructible Darksteel artifacts. Besides the indestructible mechanic, you also had the modular mechanic which let the artifact creatures enter the battlefield with a number of plus one plus one counters on them and when that creature dies, it can move its counters to another artifact creature. This mechanic would be seen on cards such as Arcbound Crusher and Arcbound Fiend. Between Mirrodin and Darksteel, artifact decks would reign supreme during Standard's time with very few decks being able to compete against it. The storyline of Darksteel continues the adventure of Glissa Sunseeker as she fights her way through the Vidalcan capital of Lumengrid towards the Pool of Knowledge on the plane of Mirrodin. Glissa is trying to discover the secret of the plane itself after being told by the now-deceased troll Elder Chunth. Meanwhile, the golem Memnarch patiently waits for Glissa Sunseeker as he builds the Darksteel Eye. This device will end up making Memnarch's complete omniscience over the plane of Mirrodin achieved. There were four cycles in the Darksteel expansion. The first cycle were the Affinity Golems, which were artifact creatures that had their mana cost reduced based on their affinity of certain basic land types. The Affinity Golems were Razor Golem, Spire Golem, Dross Golem, Oxida Golem, along with the last creature being Tangle Golem. The next cycle were the Echoing Spells, which were cards that affect all chosen cards of the same name. The Echoing Spells were White's Echoing Calm, Blue's Echoing Truth, Black's Echoing Decay, Red's Echoing Ruin, with the final card of the cycle being Green's Echoing Courage. There were the Lucky Charm Artifacts, which was a cycle that expanded upon the actual Lucky Charms that were started all the way back from Limited Edition Alpha and Beta. A Lucky Charm lets you gain one life when a certain spell color is played. The Lucky Charm Artifacts were Angel's Feather, which is affected by White Spells, Kraken's Eye, which is affected by blue spells, Demon's Horn, which was affected by black spells, Dragon's Claw, which was affected by red spells, and Worm's Tooth, which is affected by players playing green spells. The last cycle were the Pulses, which are rare spells that gives a certain resource like cards or life and has the chance to be returned to the owner's hand if the opponent has a certain resource that is higher than your own. The cards of this cycle were White's Pulse of the Fields, Blue's Pulse of the Grid, 
Black's Pulse of the Dross, Red's Pulse of the Forge, with the last card being Green's Pulse of the Tangle. Other card category inclusions were one mirror pair, three true reprints, two functional reprints with one color shifted card. The mirror pair were the Emissaries, which included Emissary of Hope and Emissary of Despair, which were spirit creatures that made gaining or losing life based on the number of artifacts that another player controls. True reprints seen in Darksteel were cards such as Fireball, which hasn't been seen since the 5th edition core set, Inflame, which was last seen in the Prophecy expansion, with the card Juggernaut being last seen all the way back in revised edition. Functional reprints included Hoverguard Observer, which played like the Nemesis card Stronghold Zeppelin, Ergolem's Eye, which played the same way as Sisse's Ring from the expansion Visions, with the color-shifted card being Ritual of Restoration, which is the white version of the card Reconstruction that was seen in the Heavy Artifact expansion Antiquities all the way back in the year 1994. While this expansion did not have nearly as many notable and impactful cards as Mirrodin, there were still few cards that affected many formats. The first card was Sword of Light and Shadow, which is an equipment artifact that gives a creature plus two plus two and gains protection from white and black. It also has the ability of gaining three life when the equipped creature deals damage to a player along with being able to obtain one creature from the graveyard to be put into your hand. While it did not see too much play in the standard format, it saw a huge number of inclusions in the modern format as it was seen in many professional Jun decks. Sword of Fire and Ice was another equipment artifact like Sword of Light and Shadow where you gain plus two plus two and gain protection from red and blue. This card also gave players the effect of dealing damage to a target creature or player and drawing a card when the equipped creature deals damage. This card was most seen recently in Legacy Death and Taxes with its most recent win being part of the 2017 Grand Prix Las Vegas deck. Blink Moth Nexus was a land card that lets you add one generic mana, it could become a 1-1 flying creature until the end of turn, and could give another target Blink Moth creature plus one plus one. This was widely used in many affinity decks as it could gain beneficial effects from the other artifact creatures and could get away from most opposing creatures due to its flying ability. You also have the other land card Darksteel Citadel that gives you one generic mana but also has indestructible. Just like Blink Moth Nexus, this was very widely used to keep a steady mana source along with being counted as an artifact. Furnace Dragon was a red 5-5 dragon that has flying, affinity for artifacts, and when it comes into play, if you played it from the hand, you remove all artifacts from the game. This was a sideboard card used against other players who played affinity, since affinity was the most popular deck style at the time. It essentially removed all artifacts from the field and lets the player attack almost unchallenged to slowly chip away at the opponent's life total. Aether Vial was a card that at each of your upkeeps, you may put a charge counter on this card. Aether Vial can be tapped to put a creature card on the battlefield with a converted mana cost equal to the number of charge counters on this card. This card was banned in mirrored and blocked tournaments and was used heavily in the legacy formats as it was part of numerous Goblin, Merfolk, and Death and Taxes decks as a way to get multiple creatures out. Skull Clamp was an equipment that gives a creature plus one plus one and whenever the equipped creature dies, you drop two cards. In standard, it was used in both Affinity and Goblins to help gain card advantage for these decks but was banned in Modern and Legacy due to its power level. It was a very efficient way to get cards for an extremely low cost and not just overall cost but with equipping as well. Skull Clamp is also a must-have in most commander decks as it is an easy way to put cards into your hand. The last notable card was Arcbound Ravager. Arcbound Ravager was an artifact creature that has modular 1 and the ability to sacrifice an artifact in order to gain a plus 1 plus 1 counter. This card was one of the most powerful cards to come out of Darksteel for its versatility with other artifacts in the Mirrodin block and even when it dies, it may put all of its counters on an artifact creature thanks to the modular mechanic. 
Arcbound Ravager was one of the most used cards from this expansion as it was used in standard and modern affinity decks along with being part of a vast number of mud and ravage shop decks in the vintage format. This card is a must have if you are running decks with numerous artifacts. Arcbound Ravager was one of the reasons why affinity was a very powerful and by many players a very broken deck style. A sealed booster box of Dark Steel is worth around $600. So that is all we have for this episode of Card Anthology for Magic the Gathering. If you enjoyed this episode of the series, be sure to hit the like button, comment on the video, and subscribe to the channel to watch more videos such as this one. Follow us on Twitter by going to the Car Bazaar at the Car Bazaar CC to see what we're going to be up to next. Make sure to also check out our sponsor, Five Color Combo. Check out their store and download their app. They have brand new products out for this month, especially for the holiday season. So, while you're at their store, be sure to use the code THECARBAZAAR to get a 5% discount on your total purchases. And if you check out the end card after this video, you'll see what kind of playmat designs they have for this month. If you missed our last episode over Mirrodin, please be sure to hit the link on the video description and watch the video now. That is all I have everybody, Coach over here signing out, and I will see you all next time.